0: The Ultimate Playlist Podcast Full of Choice Tracks I'm Dietrich I'm Brandon I'm Damon And I'm Taj Yes you are And we are Choice Tracks (laughs) We're a funny little uh, music podcast Where we have a couple of sides And things that we like to do uh, just like a record You got a side A And a side B Side A We have a theme That um somebody picked And that everybody Has to pick a song According to their theme Or goes along with it From their own Special vault Of memories that they have uh, Side B Is going to be Where we actually Have an album That we gave out Homework for A week before And now we're going to Discuss that album When it comes time for that uh, Right about now We're going to go to side A So Taj go ahead And drop that needle you <laughs> will drop Bam Alright so <sighs> What's the best way to put this? Let me set the scene. Eight o'clock at night, oh, about 826. You have four guys who are sitting around talking about music, but all of a sudden, lightning bolt strikes. It hits my house. I go to see where the damage is at, and on top of my roof, I got a leprechaun. We're going to call that leprechaun Taj. <laughs> Taj said he will grant me three wishes if I could guess what his favorite song is. So I get to looking around, I'm trying to figure out what his song is, and I say, uh, something by Katy Perry? He says. no. I say, something by Kesha? He says no. I said, okay. Well, what about something by Nick Cage? I says no, you're wrong. And he decides to blow up my whole house. <laughs> Luckily, y'all was outside, so I survived, but nobody else did. The moral I didn't know the Nick Cage made...
1: was doing uh, music, <laughs> by the way. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you.
0: Shut <laughs> no problem. The moral of the story is if a leprechaun lands on top of your house, don't ever guess what its favorite song is because you're never going to find out. Right. That's at right, Taj. All right, cool. So, back to the story at hand. hand, hand. This week's uh, good old theme is your favorite storytelling rap song. So, for those who don't know, rap, way back in the day, used to sound way different than it sounds now. It was not talking about asses as much. Um, it was definitely not talking about killing people as much. And it really was a party scene that came out of the 70s. Um, when the way hip hop was formed, is, you'd have a couple of DJs that would take what's called the breakbeat. And the breakbeat was the beat that was going on in between the song and between the singing. Uh, kind of like a, a sidebar to the music, but it, it was an extension of the music itself. And they would take those breakbeats and they would scratch them back and forth on uh, the same record on two different turntables. And it to, essentially, you had an endless beat that anybody can get up and rap on top of. This happened at all the house parties up and around New York. And around that time, disco was fading out a little bit. But you had this art form that was coming in based off of that breakbeat. And that's where it Hip hop's form in New York. So, um, the rappers that preceded that breakbeat were rappers who knew how to move the crowd, which, you know, the mover of crowds, um, maestro crowds, this is where the MC came from. And they were literal storytellers. They were individuals who knew how to make words rhyme and make, make sentences come together and use entendres and, and literally form the basis of what hip hop came from, right? Um, storytelling has been a part of hip hop as long as hip hop has existed, whether it be talking about a party and how to keep a hype or talking about how your crew was better than the next crew, or even talking about a story of lost love. Or in this case, somebody just having a good day. Um, I actually thought about what song I wanted to pick when I came up with the theme. And the first song that came to my mind was one of the greatest storytellers that I know of. Not necessarily from back in the day, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, it really came from an individual who described his day not only as a good day, but a day that other people would probably think is normal. The only fact is some people that live through this day may not have come out alive from it. Or may have had another traumatic type of situation that would normally happen within that side of town or within the area in which he was coming from. But this individual was not only an MC from back in the day, uh, who knew how to, you know, rock a crowd with the with the microphone, but also knew how to write for other individuals. And such, he wrote for a whole group that he came out with, um, that set the cornerstone for gangster rap as we know it. It's called N.W.A. And this song uh, is very near and dear to me. If you haven't heard it, you should be shot because you've been living under a rock for the rest of your life. Um, but we're talking about Today Was a Good Day by the name, by the man, the myth legend, Ice Cube. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kind of odd. No barking from the dog, no small. Um, for the Predator soundtrack oh, not Predator soundtrack that was the name of the album it's the Predator I believe it was 92 or so Um, maybe a little bit later I'll go back and look at my conference I'm all that stuff right now but in all actuality this was one of the cornerstones of how a story should be told not necessarily saying anything was spectacular if you look at it from hindsight but just the way that he's told the story really made everybody grasp and understand exactly what was going on in his day and his life and it was one that a lot of people people took the heart because some people didn't have a good day based off of these types of situations that they were in. Living in South Central LA, knowing the, if the cops were going to get you or one of your ops were going to get you or he just, he just came across a raw deal. But like, he happened to have a pretty good day so much that he put it on whack. So what do you think about good day? Ice Cube. Give it to me.
2: So it, I, I liked it a lot. I had heard it before, so I guess I wasn't living under a rock, which is good. So, <laughs> very, uh, good, very good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's a like it's a chill song it's one of those songs where like if you don't listen to the lyrics you're just like it's a really good song but when you listen to the lyrics it's like it's kind of eye-opening because especially like you said about like the whole operatives or the whole part about the cops like cops drive by and then they don't even look at him and then they just keep driving and it's like and that was a good thing. and you're like that's like a weird thing to write about but like super specific if you're you know that in that area and you know that type of ethnicity you know it, that makes sense like it, it gives you, you know, really opens up your your mind. So, but yeah, but I I enjoyed it for sure. So
0: nice this is one of the cornerstones for real uh, for Ice Cube, uh, especially in in the way in which he, he used his raps. In order to portray a lifestyle that most individuals wouldn't know about during that time frame, especially we didn't have any cell phones back in the day at that time frame. We didn't have social media as we do now where you, everybody can see exactly what's going on in different parts of town. You have to hear about it either on through radio, through the news or through records like what we got right now. So very good. Very good that you picked up on that. Anybody else?
3: Yeah, I'm a big fan of this song. It is My favorite Ice Cube song, and when you had told the group what the theme was going to be, this was the song that popped in my mind immediately, and then seconds later you told us what your song was and so that song was no longer available um so that's how much of a fan i am of that song because this was like i said the the first song that popped in my head when you told us what the theme is yeah i this is this is great i i've listened to this song countless times um you know it's it's got a great beat i i love the i love the 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 lyrics the rap um i Still quote this song uh, many, many times uh, in my everyday life. Um, there's, there's definitely some some lyrics in this song that uh, you know do live rent free in my head and. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah. Um, it was a good day, man. Uh, to, to get to hear the song again. And I'll never get tired of it. This is my favorite one by him and uh I just don't think anything will ever take, you know, that number one spot. Uh you know, um out of yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's a great song. So, uh, kudos to you for making a great selection. And uh, I'm glad it's part of our our list of uh, songs for this podcast. So, wonderful
2: choice. So, I did go back and and watch the music video for it. So, was it for a movie? Like, it seemed like it took snips of a movie, but.
1: Was that like Boys in the Hood or? No, that wasn't.
2: That was around the same time.
0: Well, that's the thing. It was it was around the same time, but it was not for boys in the hood. Uh, okay. It was a it was a self standing track.
2: Okay. Because the way it ends is like, oh, what the heck? And it has to be continued, and you're like, okay. <laughs> like, but yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It was it was a super super interesting music video. So, but yeah.
1: Yeah, aside from the video, like his, his, uh, you know, list of shows and movies he's done, Ice Cubes, definitely, he's he's a great actor. I mean, (laughs) he's got a, he's got a huge, uh, you know, uh, resume there. And I think that's pretty impressive. And I, I I think when I heard this song first, when I was in high school or, you know, middle school or whatever, middle school, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, it was hard to like relate to, (laughs) we talked about this before. It's like hard to relate to like rap lyrics because I'm, I was definitely wasn't in that scenario so it's it's really good to have music like this for people like me that you know i was never surrounded by like you know i was surrounded by real things that didn't you know always go my way it wasn't always great but um like the storytelling in a a rap song where like you know really it really does like you know it tells a story that's you know i guess not anything that i would have experienced and i found it so fascinating and terrifying at the same time and um, you know, just, just really cool. I was like, wow, I, I would never be cool like these people. I mean, they've had experiences that like I would never relate to. But yeah, today, you know, it was a good day. Like I think this was, was this in training day or something like that? Or I don't know. It, it was probably something like that. But like movies and, um, entertainment, they can, they can portray like a, a scene or a story that the artist is trying to like put out there. Uh, but it's not always, you're not getting the full picture of it. But this is like real stuff that's happening to people. Uh, they're writing about experiences, and when you think about it that way, it's like, oh wow, you know, it blows, blows me away. But yeah, I like the song, I like the vibe from it. Uh, was it Death Row Records? Did you say? I, I it no, seems like it would. No, it's not.
0: This is 92. This is he, was, he was not a part of Death Row Records. This after is, NWA. This, uh, Right. This is after MWA. This is Q coming out, you know, on his own. Um, you know, he, he definitely established himself as a, a, uh, solo artist. And this was, yeah. his, his, this was the, the part that kind of took him over the edge of just being a solo artist into being an actual superstar. Um, there was other tracks that were on this particular album. Wicked, um, was one of those that if you go back and listen to, it was kind of like a, a horror rock slash hip hop vibe to it. Uh, definitely a destructive vibe. And uh, a couple of other tracks on here that they really did make a make a scene back in the day in which it came out. But the number one hit that came from here was definitely It Was a Good Day. Um funny enough, that song the beat that's actually being used um, uh, is by Footsteps of the Dark by the Isley Brothers. So he took the main chorus of that flipped it into the whole song and you know, brought the okay. generation into the Isley Brothers as well. So
1: Oh wow, there
0: you go.
1: Yeah, it's got a really nice beat to it. I like it.
0: Cool, cool. All right. So everybody got their say in? y'all good you feeling good it definitely went platinum definitely had its hits definitely sat at the top of the charts um was, was the running theme for your MTV Raps and then song uh in the basement um so next person on the list uh we're gonna go Brandon we'll switch it up I ain't gonna make you laugh bro
3: yeah so like I said you took you 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 had a great choice and I had to come up with something else and uh I I went with something that I'm very, very fond of and uh very nostalgic about. And the song I went with is from nineteen eighty-eight. And the song is A Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy you all know. And it's from their album from 1988. He's the DJ, I'm the rapper. Now, in the late 80s, uh, Brandon was a big fan of Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. You know, long before there was the TV show with Will Smith, I was a big fan. I had two posters hanging up in my wall, and one was Guns N' Roses, the other one was the cover to this album. And I listened to this cassette nonstop. Um, it's been a long time since I've listened to this album, but this was a song that definitely uh, brings back a lot of memories. And I just felt that I had to, I had to put, I had to pick a Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince song at some point on this podcast. And and what better way than to go with one that has a, an awesome story in it? And the song itself is basically about Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger is stalking Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff and his friends after going to see A Nightmare on Elm Street at the movie theater. And that's pretty much what it is. Uh, the song is awesome. The song is great. Um, just a little quick history about it. The song was very popular. It was the third single from the album. Um, there was also a lawsuit involved with New Line Cinema, and eventually the music video was was told to be destroyed. Though the video does exist, you can still watch it, but they were not allowed to play that music video anymore, uh, and they were settled out of court. Um, the song does sample the theme music from the actual movie by Charles Bernstein's Bernstein. Um, and when after the law- lawsuit, they had to put stickers on the album with a disclaimer that this has nothing to do with Nightmare on Elm Street. But who cares? We all know it's about Freddy Krueger, you know, and no one was listening to the song going, oh, yeah, this was in Nightmare on Elm Street. We know it wasn't. Um so it's just a great song it's really fun um, you know I might embarrass myself here a little bit but when my brother and I were younger uh, we actually created a whole lip sync performance to this song and put on that performance in front of our family um, why I don't know uh, Wait, did you guys videotape that or? <laughs> no, thank goodness. Uh, yeah, I don't think that exists. I to see that one. So I know, right? Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it still holds up for me. It brings back a lot of fond memories. Um, you know, there's a lot of great songs on, on that album. Um, but this one is just the one that, you know, it, it means a lot to me. Um, and I'm curious to see what you guys think and if this is a song that still holds up, holds up to me. So. <laughs>
2: So, I, I I liked it a lot. I, I've heard it a couple times, and yeah. So it, it's it's amazing because it's one of those things where you can tell that like they made the song because they were fans of the movie. Like they liked the movie a lot, and they're like, "Hey, I want to make a song, you know, about it because I like it, you know." And and it's sad that they kind of got sued over it, but yeah, it you know. It makes sense though, but yeah. It the song itself just yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, I like it. So I haven't listened to an album though of theirs. So I'm just was gonna it, be honest. Was this I'm around just being honest? <laughs>
1: this is like around this is just like when Fresh Prince was the show, right? Like this is after plus
0: before. before the no, show. Right, this is right, way right, way, it's way, it's before like, right, way before the show. So yeah. Because
1: I'm a fan of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and then I and then I started watching like the new Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which I thought was pretty good. But like their um DJ Jesse Jeff. I, I actually got to see him at South by Southwest for it was like a sideshow and it was pretty good. It was really cool to see him. We were really excited. Um we were hoping that Will Smith would show up and do like do, they would do a thing, but it, that wasn't gonna happen. Not at this point in his career. Uh too big. But
0: not really. Uh, don't get it twisted. They still they still meet up and rock shows. They'll do impromptu shows all around and they they're still friends. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, I love
1: the I love that. I don't know if you guys can See what I'm wearing, but uh, <laughs> a <little> homage to <laughs> I was you like, got I gotta
0: Elm Street search,
1: right? I My mean, respects yeah. a little bit. I've, uh, Brandon, you've met Robert England right at like Frightmare Texas Frightmare weekend, and yep, yeah, uh, yeah it was pretty cool. Uh, so he had nothing to do with the lawsuit, right? It was all no, like, this it was is a good cinema.
0: yeah. It's all new. <laughs> These are the suits. <laughs> yeah, they thought, uh, exactly. They thought he was taking away from uh from the actual movie credit that was going on when in actuality he was just celebrating the movie. No, he right. probably was yeah. taking away from the movie. I'm not going to lie about that. But
3: what, One thing like, I, I found in interesting, I did a little research, is that they contemplated playing the song in Nightmare Street 4.
1: Oh, wow, really? But they didn't. I guess that could have... Yeah, that could have been cool. I don't know if that would have been cheesy, though. I'm trying to picture, like... I mean, it's already, like, kind of cheesy anyway... But then, when you're watching a movie like Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever <laughs> horror movie, you get sucked into the story, and then it it gets too real for me, and I get scared and whatever. They could have played at the end credits. That would have been perfect. It, yeah. Which which that's one is true. four? The Dream Master. Dream Master. Uh, and then okay. Dream Child I mean, by, was
3: three, right? Five, four. No, three is the the Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors.
1: That's mm-hmm. right. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Three is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. I mean, uh, Yeah, my,
1: yeah. sorry. No,
0: I wasn't saying good. anything. You're, you're, you're good. all good. Um. Yeah, man. This was definitely a blast back to memory lane. Uh, a great-ass pick. I'm sorry for taking your pick, first and foremost. If I would known how to be, you would have had it. It came up with like five other songs I could have gone into. But this was a hell of a pick. Um, I definitely remember when this song came out. I remember watching the video. I remember saying, okay, wh- what's really going on here? Because this is after Parents Just Don't Understand, which was an absolute slobber knocker. They won the Grammy on The Cool, but they still won the Grammy off of that. And then you turn around and you release, I believe I Can Knife Out Mike Tyson, which, you know, it You think you could fight Mike Tyson? Okay, but then here we go with, you know. Nightmare on Elm Street, and I was like, "Okay, is he?" In my mindset at that time, of course, I'm 10. I don't know how to really rectify what all is going on here. But I'm like, "Is he? Is he just that big of a star?" Because that's what it made it seem. It made it seem like he was on top of the world. Nobody could touch Will Smith. uh, You know, then Bill Ham, MC Hammer came out, and that became a whole other situation. But for Will Smith to come out at the time with this song, it definitely made sense. It definitely was a was a head knocker. It was a grabber it was a a media play so to speak. It would it went that viral moment. Everybody was listening to it. It you know, that was the best time frame when it came to songs because around Halloween, like you had a slew of Halloween songs that just kinda came out of nowhere. And so Halloween was big as hell for me around that time frame. I and mean, so that definitely you definitely hit the nail on the head with that one, man. And yeah, I appreciate that pick. Shout out to Will Smith. No, and then despite all the Jada shit and everything else that's going on He's still an MC at the end of the day, and he can still get on the microphone and freestyle his ass off. So I've never taken away props from from Will Smith as far as his lyrical content and his talent because he could tell the story as best as anybody. So yeah, definitely kudos for that. Sweet. Alrighty, Tazry. Yeah. Yeah, I just came up with a new name for you. Um, <laughs> what you got for us, bro?
2: So uh, it, I had to do research for this uh, theme. Uh, th- there were some that I thought about doing but i thought somebody else was gonna pick the artist so i i personally put it upon myself not to pick a a certain artist um and i did listen to some other ones and and i came across this song and i was like yeah it's it's me there's no way i cannot pick this song like this is just kind of like my wheelhouse it's storytelling um didn't know anything about the artist come to find out i i was told by somebody that like he has a tv s- series but like the song itself um it just yeah it 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 hooked me right away and i just liked it so th- the song i picked is professional rapper and it's by Lil dicky featuring snoop dogg <laughs> grab a
0: seat. Thanks. i Dave. Very nice to meet. Dave, what you do? You can call me dog. Let me just check your sheet. No problem, sir. Let me just say I'm a big fan.
2: Of- and, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's a storytelling song in a sense because it's just him like it's t- it, it's not him telling the story. It's like the story's happening in real time. So I, I still feel like it's storytelling. So but yeah, it is. It's just interesting that it's like a conversation that's wrapped out and you're like, totally amazing and and it's you know funny and you know it has all the cool elements that you like Or that I like in rap. So, yeah. So
3: Well, let me. Is it cool if I chime in? Yeah. Or you want to go?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: I'm um, a big fan of the TV show. Um, I, I, I don't know if Taj was talking about me, but I definitely brought it up in the text feed. Um, the TV show, Dave, I love that show. It's phenomenal. Uh, it is cringeworthy sometimes when you're watching it. Um, but there's no denying how talented he is as a rapper. And um, he's, he's also very funny. And I didn't know much about Little Dicky until I saw the TV show. Like, I started watching it right away and then i definitely went back and i listened to some some other stuff by him um this i don't know if i'd ever heard this one before uh but it was great to listen to definitely is you know story driven um you know if you like this song taj which (laughs) it is a good song um you need to watch the tv show okay (laughs) highly highly recommend you watch the tv show and there's some moments in that show, and just, like, it's incredible. Like, even people questioning whether or not he has talent. And then when he does, when he shows his his skill, uh, it, Anyway, it's, <laughs> it's great stuff. You got to watch it. But it is, there are moments it will make you feel squirmy because you just feel, you feel like, should I be here right now? <laughs> you know? <laughs> should I be watching this unfold uh, with him? So, uh, good song um and the tv show i'm just I'm, i i'm just i want to sell that to our audience and to you taj go watch the show
2: okay so is it is it more stuff like the end of the song with yolanda <laughs> Where she's like do you want coffee tea <laughs> it's the whole that's it's how how whoa is, that song <laughs>
0: is the show. Oh. Yeah, it gotcha. literally is. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, gotcha. and if you like that, you 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 definitely have to check out three things from Little Dick. You have to check out the show. You have to check out his freestyles that he does online because he's been to a couple of radio shows that he's done freestyles on and it literally will blow your mind because he is cold as hell with his lyrics. And then you have to check out the show. Dave, shout out to Dave. He is a fool. Everybody that he's got cast in there. There's a pool and Gator and it all works out like for real um the other songs that you got to check out with little dicky because i'm glad you brought this up because this was like this is the first time i've seen little dicky um that i actually seen like his actual on-screen debut even though the video for it is a animated video Mm -hmm. um it's still him basically going in for an interview to become a rapper and snoop dogg going along with him in the interview process um right after that that's hilarious pretty much blew up because he came out with a song called save that money (laughs) but it's him and uh Ha, ha, ha. Uh, Fetty Wap, and yo, know, he he literally did the concept of the video, which he was doing a video for free, not trying to buy any cars or anything. He called in homeboy favors. He he literally went door to door in a rich neighborhood and knocked on people's doors to see if he could use their house for free for a couple of hours to shoot the video. Like all of, all of the whole thing was about saving that money. And the last thing I'll, I'll pitch about Lil Dicky is he is a hell of a storyteller. Go check out Pillow Talks. That it's the funniest shit ever. It's about him having sex with a girl, and it, after afterwards, it's, they're sitting there trying to talk and trying to like figure each other out. It's like a, a hookup, one night stand, and you're trying to talk to that person because their Uber's not there to pick them up yet. And the shit is hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. Just, the time waiting for the Uber. Yeah, it's him and his homeboy brain, his actual brain, the a physical manifestation of <laughs> yeah. brain. And he's All like this bitch don't know about Benji? You got it. You got to go see it. You got it. You got to watch that. You put one of the best yeah, best storytellers in a long time, man. I definitely love little Dickie. All props to him, hell of a Ooh, pig, bro. Dicky. Yeah, yeah, hell of a pig, bro.
2: But, well, plus the other thing that I, that kind of blew me away is like Snoop Dogg is always so like li- laid back and chill, and this one like I've never seen Snoop Dogg so hard, <laughs> like and yeah. heavy, like and he's just like, it's yeah, just he's, funny. He's, he's <laughs> low key checking him at the same time. It's like,
0: why you want to do this shit? You grew up in the in the, in the rich neighborhood. You got right. a part of like, come on, bro. Right.
1: It's like, yeah, people are messing with the club. On I'm not going to do shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest. I could see he's like, yeah, you got to do shit. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely a good pick for you, Taj. And I, mean, I yeah. feel like it's right up your alley <laughs> you know, the, with the comedy style of a storytelling rapper. Right. But yeah, I'm, I have never seen that show. So now I have, I definitely have something to watch. And he's so fast, I can't tell what the hell he's saying. Oh, and even God. when I'm reading his lyrics, it's like a book, dude, because it's a story. But yeah, it's it sounds good. I'm really surprised that like this this comes out of people. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got yeah. Snoop Dogg collaborating. That's like pretty damn awesome. I think yeah. I like how Snoop Dogg does a lot of collaborations though, with like comedy. Because he's all across the board, but yeah, you gotta you gotta laugh at shit, you know. And I like it. I I definitely respect a good sense of humor and out of the unexpected. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was that, that was a good pick. That was definitely a good pick for you. Like I said, Taj. Um, yeah, I liked it just because it was so weird. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's long, um, long story. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't think you could go short with it. So. That's so. what is it what kinda of, what kind of rap is that? Like 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 spit rap or something? Like, he's just like
0: it's like uh No, it's just the on rhythm speed rap, that's all it is. Yeah. Because the beat was a big tempo beat, so they just they just took it around with it. Oh, and shout out to Lil Dicky for a Freaky Friday with Chris Brown. That's the funniest shit ever. Gotta watch that. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So. All right. okay. Well thank Damon, you. Amen. Roll us in. Well, thank you.
1: All right. Yeah. So um, early two thousands, or always, I always kind of gravitate to that because you know, like, moved. I had moved to Texas and uh, out of high school, and movies and music. You know, that's like one of my favorite things. It's one of almost everybody's favorite things. And uh, my my song comes from um a movie but also you know good artist too i think he was everybody thinks they're the best but he was said to be maybe the best rapper (laughs) i don't even know if that could be yeah i'm sure he said that (laughs) i don't know um but uh i know a lot of people think that too and his story in the song is kind of about that as well is it's a character that's you know it's fictional character but it's like um it's definitely (laughs) very much so i think like about him so uh this is marshall bruce mathers a third this is eminem lose yourself his palms are
2: sweaty knees weak Arms and heavy, there's on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface, he looks calm and
0: ready.
1: And that was in um that was in Eight Mile. Uh I know Brittany Murphy, you know, uh, rest in peace. She was his girlfriend in the movie. Uh but uh yeah, the you know, it's a story about uh, uh a rapper. Uh, I guess because you know, the times and, you know, white rapper trying to he's trying to like make something of his life. Uh he's trying to get out of um poverty and you know he's got a lot of stuff going on (laughs) but uh it's a love story you know i like that i can always respect that um yeah (laughs) there's there's a there's a different side to eminem i think in this movie that came out uh that i wouldn't have expected and i think a lot of people like became more of a fan of his after this and he had issues with like his, his mom and you know his life and uh yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. And I think he's actually, uh, you know, he's a better person than people would have thought. Um, but that's like, that's what's so unique about it. Now, he did. He did work with Death Row Records, right? Am I am I right about that? Not at all? Nothing? No, no I worked with Dr. Dre on um,
0: aftermath. That
1: was all Dr. Dre. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's, yeah, I guess I was thinking Dr. Dre. But um, yeah. So this is my best pick from somebody that is learning more about music and rap uh so when i heard this i didn't really listen to a lot of rap too i watched the movie in the early 2000s but yeah definitely like it what do you guys think about eminem
2: what do you think of uh you know the story he's spitting out so it, i've seen the movie once maybe twice but it I, I like the song a lot for sure like you couldn't the, the song was everywhere uh it felt like and yeah, and then I, I had to look it up, but yeah, it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. So, but yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a great song. It's one of those where, you know, not quite overplayed, but it was close, you know, at the time, but it, you hear it and you, you know what it is. And it's one of those you kind of want to sing along to. Um, yeah, Eminem was the artist that I almost thought about picking. I almost thought about picking Stan because it is him sampling a Dido song. <laughs> Then I I almost thought about uh, him uh, doing the uh, guilty conscious song with him and was it Dre as well? Yes, Dr. Dre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that one. But yeah, it, I'm I'm glad you picked Eminem because yeah, he he likes storytelling and he does a lot of it for sure. So but, yeah.
1: Yeah, like so Eminem and Dr. Dre, like they're like they're like really good friends side by side in a lot of the, their collaborations. Yeah. Okay, I do know this about about him uh yeah no i think i think uh the other rapper is jeff jeff bass i don't know who that is but i know that that's who collaborated on the song with him so um yeah i i don't know who that is other than seeing that that's who did the uh the song with him Uh, but yeah 2002 single from that movie but yeah, no, that's, uh, there's, there's a lot of music from Eminem that I haven't listened to. I haven't sat down and listened to like a whole Eminem album. I've only heard stuff on the radio and, uh, maybe more than just a couple songs on the radio, you know? But, uh, yeah, I thought that, I thought he was re- really unique as far as like his storytelling with this movie. And that's why I picked this song mainly. So,
2: so ha! I have you beat. I've listened to at least one album.
1: <laughs> I haven't maybe I haven't two. ventured out and done that yet. I'm gonna have to. Maybe one of those has to pick an album. But,
2: but I know Brandon has me beat. But yeah, I'm just saying. You know, pay my, yeah. my jabs in now.
3: <laughs> I didn't know this was a contest. <laughs>
1: Yeah, apparently it is.
3: Uh, so. But yeah, I'm I'm winning compared to you, Taj. <laughs>
1: um,
3: yeah, I mean, I I did an Eminem song before for the podcast, and uh, I talked yeah. about my my appreciation and, and love for Eminem and uh this is a great song. I mean, you know, it won the Oscar and there's a good reason for it. This is a song that, you know, when it comes on, I I'm not going to change the station. This is a song that I would still play to motivate me and to inspire me yeah. and to make me want to, you know, get going and 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 get things uh, you know, moving along and um yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, this is a wonderful song great beat great great lyrics um yeah i don't know what else to say but i mean it's it's it, yeah perfect perfect choice
1: so yeah we'll we'll go be rabbit <laughs> it's like yeah. his uh yeah it's like his other i guess his like in the movie that's his name for that like his rapper name right yeah. Yep. Like Slim Shady is his real rapper name or his other personality,
0: I guess. Yep. That's no, all alternative personality. Yeah. So alternate, yeah, That's it. Um, yeah. B Rabbit was, was that in the movie because the mom used to call him a bunny rabbit from running around, you know, hopping around like a rabbit. And that's, that was like her little nickname for him. And he comes <laughs> there. Um. So, as far as lose yourself, that is like one of the ultimate underdog come up songs that has come out in the last fifty years, um, or so of rap, because we are celebrating fifty years of hip hop. Um. And it's, it's definitely one of the most honest songs that is written. It's one of the most catchiest songs, um, that was coming out of an artist, especially one that co-produced the track on top of everything else on the song. It did represent the soundtrack and it represented his life. Um, it represent him coming out of, uh, being on stage at certain points in time where, you know, he got booed off the of stage, where he was literally spit on when people thought that he wasn't going to make anything out of himself. They literally thought he was out of his lane. Not only did he stay in his lane, but he created a lane for everybody else that was coming in after it. So this is definitely that that drive that's within him. He put it all out into this particular song. Um, the movie itself, you know, rest peace to proof, which was his best friend. Um, you know, actually helped him, you know, guide him into the rap scene, had him get on stage, do the battle rap. He was a battle rapper before he was a regular rapper. He met, you know, Dr. Dre and then turned into a whole other situation, which now he is not a rapper. He's a rap god, just, you know, self-proclaimed, but he's still a rap god. He's, he's up there with the best. Um, and there's very few who can actually hang with him. Not saying he's in- invincible because he did lose a couple. Of battles, there's very few who can actually hang with him lyrically and how he spits and what he spits out. And he is a storyteller true and through. Um, he will not only out rap you, he will battle rap you. He used to go after all of the pop stars that were out at the time because he couldn't go after a couple of other rappers, they wouldn't let him. But you know, he definitely held his own and he can tell a story like no other. Um, you'll learn about his life through his music, everything that he's gone through, everything that he's still going through. Um, you know, put it out there, everything on the line so definitely one of the best storytellers to come out of the game and i respect him of them all the way through so
2: i have a left field
0: question for you if that's okay i figured it was coming it wouldn't be <laughs> but, it wouldn't be a podcast without it but.
2: But, well i got to thinking like you know if, since like dance movies like you have in and then you have stepping up and like there's like tons of dance movies how come after eight mile there wasn't a slew of like rap battle movies <laughs> like um, rap battle went to tv but never went i mean that to was movie.
1: like the 80s dude. the 80s had tons of rap battles yeah you know? like,
0: this they, is like it was like a different rap battles.
2: yeah but, but not movie-wise
0: right not movie-wise no it's yeah. it a specific reason for it um one because battle rap in itself is its own subgenre of hip-hop hmm. they have their own lane their own things that they do kind of like how punk rock was to rock and roll you had your traditional rock and roll and then you had your punk rock which you know when it against the masses. It was never supposed to be as top, as top tier as it was, right? Same thing with battle rap. Battle rap is not about, uh um, you know, I'm just going to rap battle or rap better than you. Battle rap is I'm going to destroy you. It's like
1: Run DMC era. You know, like, didn't no, well, they do a
0: lot of that? No. Well, what they did was oh, a okay. form of battle rap, which was, you know, I can, I can outclass you on the mic. I can, I can spit some dope lyrics and everybody will rock to my crowd. And today's age, especially in Eminem's age coming up to now of battle rap, it is I'm going to fuck your mother. I'm going to kill your daughter. <laughs> I'm going to destroy. So it's like you, the aristocrats version of rap. Yeah, I'm going to destroy you, <laughs> and and you you will never hear two so many entendres as you were double entendres as you will in this particular genre of rap. And you got some artists that are out now that if they were to go up against some of the artists that we had out here that we could think of, they will completely destroy their careers because they're so cold at it. The separation comes into play is there's a lot of battle rappers that can't make. Quote unquote mainstream song. Um. Eminem was the crossover to one of those individuals that could do that, that could make a mainstream song and make mainstream people listen to it versus him going and lyrically trying to um annihilate somebody, which he did on the first couple of albums. He, he literally came out under a drug at the length and he was literally going after everybody, and that's where Slip Shady came from. His idea of I'm just gonna kill everybody on the mic. He got in trouble with the uh, with the LGBT, the uh, uh, LG, the Alphabet group, is what I call him. He got in trouble <laughs> with them because he was using a particular word oh. that um they thought was offensive, but in actuality, he was saying that word because he could not say the other word, which was an N word at the time. So he was using another word in place of in order to try and go at people and offend people, and so um he got in a lot of trouble with that, but he didn't mean it. From you know he being homophobic, it was just. That was the word that he could use in place of another. But gotcha. he was so in tune with rap and in his 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 spitting and in his his delivery and and how he comes across with words and verbs and adjectives and the whole nine like he is all the way wrapped up in his rap. But when it comes to, back to your situation, when you're talking about battle rap movies, you have to have a protagonist that's strong enough to carry that movie all the way through, right? And you have to have a storyline that makes sense in order to carry that all the way through. And the problem is he laid down such a strong foundation with that not only talking about parts of his life, but also the movie itself. Anybody that would have came with a movie like that after that fact would have actually, you know, kind of been seen as a carbon copy, and nobody wants to be a carbon copy of anybody. Gotcha. So, the closest thing to it was, um, <laughs> I, I want to say, Get Rich or Die Trying for 50 Cent, but that was just because it was based off of his life. Um, there was a couple of, you know, rap movies that came out, but nothing that was to this seriousness. Makes so, sense. Yeah. All right. So, looks like uh, everything's cool here on side A. Hey, Todd, flip over that needle to side B. Okay.
2: Uh, so, uh Dietrich, can you have some homework for us to listen to on Sunday?
0: <laughs> I do have some homework for you to listen to. The homework that I want you to listen to comes from an artist that is not from here. Um, the artist is actually from London. Uh, came way over here by immigrant parents. Um, and literally is a coming-of-age story of an individual that came up during the golden era of rap, which was around the early 80s, early, late 70s or early 80s, um, and, and during a time frame where it was about rocking the mic, but it was also about telling a story, having substance behind your lyric. Um, he's one of the forefathers of hip-hop. He's one of the grandmasters, you should say, when it comes to jewelry and style. And he is definitely the forerunner of all storytelling rap. And the reason why I say that, from my own kind of standpoint, people would probably argue that, you know, argumentatively, you can say whichever you want. But He's definitely got one of the top five Dead or Alive songs That is in the top 100 of rap All the time Uh, It could be number one, number two, number three Whatever the point you want to tell it But he definitely set the foundation For what hip-hop was based on And what it was supposed to be Right. So who I'm talking about is None other than the man, the myth, the legend The one-eyed bandit, Slick Rick And the album that I had you listen to Was The Great Adventures of Slick Rick That came out in 1982 It was his debut album and he put a lot of uh, emphasis on telling stories within his song. Um, he definitely puts you in a mindset of listening to these particular stories. And he's gone on to to not only foster in a generation of, of flashiness style, but also delivering storytelling at its best. Um, individuals that I could think of off the top of my head that loves Slick Rick, Lupe Fiasco, which we've covered on this particular podcast before with the album The Cool. Um on DMC, um, because he came out during that same time and era. Uh you know, uh, LL Cool J. He influenced Eminem. He influenced uh so many different artists that came out in the form of storytelling and, and and getting a message across within that story. Um he has won, you know, a couple of couple of awards here and there, but he hasn't really gotten his just due just because you know he was falling behind of other artists that took off and, and ran with the mainstream of it. He was in there, but it didn't last around very long as far as public view. Behind the scenes, Slick Rick has been everywhere and everything. Um, he helped form a lot of fashion labels because of his style. Um, he was the one that crafted the wearing of the gold jewels um, coming in from the actual drug dealers. He took his style and then became a part of hip-hop history as far as wearing multiple chains at one time. He thought it neck was going to snap because he had on so many damn gold chains, but that was his style. His rings were bigger than life. His style was bigger than life, and He is a he is a hip hop pioneer. And this particular album that we're talking about, um, I'm not trying to take anybody's song. I really, really not trying to take anybody's song. But the main hit from this particular album was uh, a song that was literally a bedtime story in a sense. And it was about a kid who got caught up in a wrong situation, trying to do something to make some quick cash and a whole story. Ran into what not to do as a precautionary tale, getting caught out in these streets because you will get caught by the cops, um, and or something worse could happen, which ultimately ended up happening to this particular kid in this story. So I'm talking about a children's story.
2: Once upon a time, not
0: long ago, when
1: people wore pajamas and
0: lived life slow, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good. To live which you know, he starts off um, actually having his uh, his nephew or whatever asking them to tell him a story and he goes into one of the most prolific storytelling log uh monologues that you could ever think of right and he's literally going in at it from the view of the kid, which is I'm, I'm making these moves and i'm coming across these people and i'm doing every step that i'm taking a turn it's a turn for the worst and he literally told the story of what people can get caught up in if they're not paying attention to what's going on around them, and they decide to go down this path. And this is one of the greatest songs. I'm not even gonna say a rap song. One of the greatest songs that came out not only during that year, but since um There are other songs on here. This album is literally talking about love. It's talking about love lost. It's talking about how to treat a woman if you're not in love with her because you don't know exactly who she's gonna be. It's talking about the world is yours if you allow it to. You just gotta keep your head above ground, just talking about, you know, everything that you want positivity wise in order to come out within a story with a little bit of negativity, but mostly positive. And go ahead and tell me what y'all think about Slick Rick the Ruler. How do y'all like the album?
1: yeah i think the, like the first impression was like whoa okay like some of the lyrics um and then like the names of the songs are like if you were to hear that like today more modern times i think it'd be different i think his message like you're saying like he's definitely i think he has a good message and i think he's a good rapper i think he's like you know super intelligent person here and i think you know it would be just like displayed differently i think it would it would come across different. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe not. But uh, that's like that was like my first impression of the album. But it's also like the difference between uh, storytelling rap or rap in the '80s and what you'd see now or any musical genre. It's always going to change. Um, but specifically, rap has like a little more rude and crude lyrics, but they mean something. But that was everybody's way of expressing themselves back then, and it was like accept it. It was okay. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i i definitely uh i i don't think it was like my favorite album i didn't i didn't gravitate to it like i thought i would i really like his album cover i think it's cool like he he definitely like you know captures like his his style his attitude like you know his whole whole persona on that album cover i think it's you know i think it was done well um and i like yeah i like the song that you had picked children's story um and then i like teacher teacher Teacher, teacher, tell me how you do it. It looks kinda easy like there was nothing to it. But I don't understand that demands will make the creator
2: of the start I thought that was pretty cool. So is that what you're picking? I'm picking teacher, teacher. Okay. I am just just wanted to write that down. Okay. Okay.
1: You write it down. <laughs> I <don't> know <laughs> I know you're writing it down, but are you like
2: you're making notes? I'm making notes. <laughs>
3: All right. Do so.
2: you want to go or cool. you want me to go? Oh, um, it, I, I'll, I'll go, I guess. So, okay, cool, yeah. You go. Uh, so I, I like it. It, it did take me a little bit to get into it. Like, and I still don't know. Like it, I'm glad that you mentioned they came from Europe because I think maybe that added a missing piece. Cause like I, sometimes I'm not sure if I believe what he's rapping. I, He's wrapping it. I'm not sure that, but at the other times, you're like, man, this is really heavy. But what's interesting is the whole like, there's times where it has like a, like he's using melodies from like the 20s <laughs> and rap battles in the 80s. And and that is just like a totally interesting, like nostalgia thing to it. And so it, for that, I, I did like it. I did like once you get past it and you get comfortable with it, like the album as a whole. Yeah, is, is amazing. But it's one of those things you have to you have to be comfortable with that point of view of the world i guess and he has a real distinct point of view of the world and especially women and you have to be you, you have to be comfortable with that like and, and not necessarily judge him for him just be like listen to what he's saying because that's his point of view and you're like once you're there you're like he's yeah he's slaying it <laughs> you know <laughs> It's, it's a point of view that's for sure but yeah.
0: it, it, it was red
1: pill before red pill <laughs> <laughs> right it's definitely an opinion
0: uh, yeah <laughs> uh, <her> like a <laughs> prostitute yeah right, but, exactly but, but, <laughs> but the story was like that because you don't know what kind of female she is until you really get to know her and right. that that's where it's really coming from it's it's keep your mind keep your wits about yourself you could easily lose yourself in somebody if you allow it to and it could be the wrong person and they could be screwing you over. They could be talking to your best friend. They could be talking to your homeboy around the street. They could be talking to another guy that you don't even know about. That she calls her brother, like like this said. Oh, she says he's just a friend, but she was actually in the room screwing him while you weren't there. That's that's the kind of situation that he's talking about so
2: that that makes it yeah and i do want to shout out on on children's story i like how it ends and his nephews are like what's he talking about straight and narrow like he like it, like he tells them the story but they like this lesson like they're like yep. eh, you don't know nothing <laughs> and now, you're like what? You, you miss? did you not listen to the story
1: yeah well, like no. teacher teacher is like rambles of how he's he's like like such a a star. Everybody wants to. Get, everybody wants to get his autograph. His friends are all snorting coke. It's yeah. It's all yeah. Like I, I can see what you're saying Taj. Like how how like it's almost like where did so where'd you come up with this?
0: Is it true to you? Maybe it's true to him. I don't know. But that's it's part the thing about life. storytelling. Storytelling is you all know if it comes from you or somebody else. It's just the inspiration in order to put it out there.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the I like the beat. I like the like the actual like beat of it reminds me of that old school rap i can see them break dancing to this doing doing a rap battle uh everything that i would just be not a part of
2: because i'm not that cool so <laughs> all right so the, right. the song I, i'm picking is uh the moment i feared and a bunch of brooklyn kids was looking hold down my throat chains with the big plates on them then they rolled on me and told me to run them this was the moment i feel uh because that one it just that one it, it's like it's totally because it's storytelling and then it, it, it because of the title it's like right when he gets to the point like that's when the hook comes in which is the the title of the song it's just like it makes sense like it works like that song is like and then it's one of those where like things just progressively get worse <laughs> You're like you're like oh like you feared that now you feared this <laughs> it's like it just keeps going. but yeah i enjoyed that one for sure uh, absolutely
3: um so I-, I love this album <laughs> and this was a blast from the past. I kind of I thought at, you would. thought you would. Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like I, I listened to this a long time ago and kind of, uh, I, I guess, faded away from my memory. And as soon as it started playing... I'm like, I know this. I know this song and I know this song and I know that song. Like, oh, I used to listen to this album, you know, but it's been ages. Um, I, you know, I was definitely listening to a lot of rap in the eighties. Uh, you know, I mean, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Come on, guys. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I adore this album. Like I, as soon as it was, it was over, I started playing it again. And now I need to go track down a copy on vinyl for for uh my collection because you know i i think this is fantastic um Mm -hmm. and i totally understand why our our site a uh, theme is what it is uh, and this is a great companion piece to side a um yeah I, I think this is phenomenal you know this this is the the kind of kind of rap that i like like i love storytelling and i love that sound and i love the his voice and i love the I don't know it's just, it's so great. Um yeah, it just it's so fantastic. I I I am so glad that you put this back uh in in my my memory banks and I will definitely be listening to this again and again for sure. Um I just I I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than it, excellent choice you know where we're um we're in sync about this album i think for sure and i have a hard time trying to pick a favorite song um you know everyone has great choices i think i'm gonna go with uh mona lisa i was chilling downtown with my old school crew i went into a store to buy a
0: slice of pizza I bumped into a girl <laughs> with mona what mona
1: lisa what? mona lisa so many
3: I'm gonna go Mm -hmm. with Mona Lisa. I love that song. It's so different and unique and a little weird in parts and, and it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's my track for sure is, is Mona Lisa, but I think I like all these tracks to be honest. Mm Um, that one at the very beginning and uh you know a treat her like a, a prostitute like like just from the very beginning you're like all right we're in for an interesting interesting ride here um and yeah i don't know it's just it was good stuff so um thank you for reintroducing this to to me so um yeah it's good stuff
2: yeah it, the, the one that they uh, gets me cringing the most but then like if you think that makes the most sense is Indian girl <laughs> adult story (laughs) because you're like
1: yeah don't play that too loud with your kids around
2: (laughs) but it's it's like that is like
1: yeah
3: (laughs) yeah but it it is a product of its time as well true yeah at the
2: same time you, you had disney made davy crockett movies like made two davy crockett movies so you're like I can totally see, like in the eighties, you're like, yeah, that's staple. And then now he's talking about, yeah, this is how America fucked over the Indians, you know. <laughs> basically, it's it's a it's a small vignette, you know, kind of loosely playing on it. But then it turns into something else about STDs. But yeah, it's just like it's it's yeah, it's layers upon layers, and you're like, okay, it's where Nas
0: gets it from. It's where Outcast gets it from. It's where Wu Tang gets it from. All these storytelling, uh storytelling individuals you know definitely Nipsey Us so will definitely Ice Cube all of these individuals that know how to lay out a picture of imagery with using words they all get it from Slick Rick he was, he was the one that did it at the time so yeah whether you're talking about Indian girl whether you're talking about treated like a prostitute or whether you're talking about a teenage love you know talking about individuals that you know getting together and don't realize what love actually is like it's a, you know young world like it's all over the place and then some, but it's all about the art of storytelling. And he definitely put that out there and he's the forefather of storytelling rap, so definitely want to give him a shout out. For
3: sure. Well, thank you, Diedrich. And before we go, uh, we do have homework for next time, and Damon... What are we listening to for the next episode?
1: So, this is a band that I'd I known about for quite some time. and I, I just never listened to any of their albums. <laughs> and I heard all their stuff on the radio, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't listen to their albums till like uh, maybe like recently in the past few years. Uh, when my dad was still alive, we used to drive around a lot, taking places because he didn't have his car. Yeah you know, this is getting older and stuff. And so we hear a lot of, uh, songs from this band. And actually I recently, more recently also looked more into the lyrics and relate a lot to this band It almost makes me like just, you know, definitely want to go to one of their shows and like meet them. And um, I don't know. Maybe it's cheesy. Maybe I'm cheesy. I don't know. I never really can tell if it's like, you know, is it that cool? I think it is. I think a lot of people do too. I don't think I'm alone in this. Um, So the band is. Uh, everybody knows who these guys are which is another story in itself but uh yeah imagine dragons in the album is night visions
0: okay cool.
1: so all right yeah.
2: sounds good thanks
3: right. well let's make sure we all listen to that for next time and Taj why don't you go ahead and sign us off here
2: sure thing this has been choice tracks uh you can uh, find this on our website choicetracks.com or email us at ChoiceTracks@gmail.com. at gmail.com we have matching playlists on both Pandora and and Spotify, and uh, we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Slim Shady.
1: No, I'm David. <laughs> I'm definitely not Slim Shady. I'm not that cool. All right.
0: And now I even saw the lights of the Gilley blink, and it red choice tracks are filmed. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm Dietrich and uh Wow that's, and that was, really, and, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Um <laughs> right. we're gonna go ahead and pick up the needle and uh send those uh y'all keep spinning those Toys back Um we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: All right. Peace. I don't know if I can keep up with Dietrich. Alright <laughs>